Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode. I'm really excited because today Glenn and I are going to talk about 13 incredibly easy ways that personal trainers can make money. And I love this because ultimately we want you to have the career that you deserve. And I think 13 ways is a lot of ways. We were talking about what we wanted to do today and we said to ourselves, what's going to be an awesome culmination of all the different things we've been talking about both to our students inside our private Facebook group with close to 500 members actually at this point. I think we're closing in 43 maybe last time I checked. We're getting close, man. Absolutely. And so we wanted to share with you all the different ways that if you're in the fitness and exercise and health industry, different ways that you can make money. Because I think a lot of people are stuck in, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm in the exercise field, I'm a personal trainer, I'm really just selling my time one-to-one. Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer because at the end of the day, I don't want to be stuck just doing one thing unless I love it. And all of us, we do love training people. But the truth is, if you are looking to make more money, here's an amazing thing. Uh, We are all entrepreneurs, which means we have an incredible opportunity that if you need to make an extra $1,000 next month, uh, there are some incredible vehicles that you can do that. I think that that's kind of one of the most beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is that you have the power to go, I need more clients next month. I'm going to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, well, that's what the fitness pro mentorship is for. But forgetting about actually marketing those vehicles, here are 13 ways that you can make more money right away. By the way, really quickly, uh, Glenn, how are you doing? I am absolutely doing over the moon fantastic today. Over the moon fantastic. What about yourself? I hear you. There's a birthday in the family today. It is my daughter's first birthday today. Little Hayden Lee Elizabeth Green. Very excited. Uh, she is beautiful. And I'm really excited because she's uh, old now. So I'm officially super dad. Super dad. Happy birthday, Hayden. You can look back at this in 15 years and listen to dad give you happy birthday. Date stamped. So it is June 14th that we're recording this. So Hayden, happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. Uh, so how do we make money as trainers? Do you want, should we just go list all these things off first and then we can talk about the one by one? Let's smash it. Okay, perfect. One-on-one personal training, consulting, group classes, sell product like supplements, equipment, have a gym membership, your facility, have people rent from you. If you are a gym owner, have PTs rent out from you. Run an in-house private coaching community, have an exclusive online community or product. Sell, sell your services for someone or sell personal training services for someone, whether that's PTs, memberships, etc. Create and monetize a fitness YouTube channel. Get into public speaking, get into affiliate marketing, which is where you sell products for other people based on your brand. And doing brand deals with your gym or your brand with other companies, essentially selling your reputation to other people. And I'll tell you, these are just the 13 ways that we brainstorm. You could also hold conferences, invite people there, educate them, charge for it. There's tons of different things you can do. I would like to just quickly say that when Glenn and I were brainstorming about this last night, uh, we had collectively, and it's a, I came up with five ideas. (laughs) And I woke up this morning to a message from Glenn with uh, eight additional ideas. So way to go, Glenn. Badass. So we only had five, I only had five and now we're here. So this is incredible. Yeah. And I think part of the impetus for this was I was thinking about, you know, we've been doing this actually with some of our students, this idea of like a blue sky conversation, which is if anything was possible and you could create something for um, your ideal target audience in your niche, what would you create? And then I was thinking about that for myself and I thought to myself, okay, well, we're all the different ways I could then monetize that and make money off of it. And here's one of the cool things is when you go through that activity, usually the first two or three come easy. The next four or five come a little bit easier. But then once you start getting to 10 plus, 15 plus, this is where the gold really, really begins to happen. Where you really start stretching yourself outside your comfort zone, outside what you already know. And you really begin to see the possibilities. Excuse me. You really begin to see the possibilities. Lots of coffee today. 
And so I do encourage you to do the same thing, like go and make a list of all different things you could possibly sell or make money off of. And then from there, just really reverse engineering. How are you going to get this done? Ultimately, what Glenn's kind of dabbling in is this idea of defining the offer of what you provide people. And that's such an elusive thing, I think, to some people. And it's funny because we've done that exercise a few times before. We're like, hey, if you were going to create the dream product of this thing and you could think of all the features that you could jam pack into this one offer to get the most value, uh, what would be in there? And truth is, I, I think it's a really powerful exercise to try and go through that brain vomiting and try to figure out that idea. But I also don't think a lot of people have experienced a high level stacked offer and even realize when they're in an offer what the offer comprises of, which is already kind of an interesting thing. Because when you look and you go into a gym membership, right? Like here's a perfect example. A gym membership is a really interesting idea. You spend 40 to $70 a month to go to a gym membership. Well, that is essentially a lease for time agreement. And it's a very open-ended agreement. And so many people don't show up that they can actually afford to have thousands of members, but if all 7,000 members showed up, it just would never work. The offer is that you get to go into this place and lease the equipment for the designated time that you're there. And you get access to hundreds of machines, cardio machines. The offer also comprises of the things that you'll be leasing will be maintained for you. They'll have a private amenities to change yourself in. You have a basketball court. You have and you have and you have. And that's really interesting because if you think about that idea of going into a gym and they've got all of these things, those are all different features features that the gym membership stacks in a commodity style offer to compete with other people. And it's really the who has more stuff for less money kind of idea, which is really interesting when we talk about commodity offers. Tons of places are like that. What's really neat about the opportunity we have is we can create something special that's not just a commodity, something that is a unique brand, unique proposition, unique offer that no one can get anywhere else. And ultimately, you're a vital part of that process. And interestingly enough, once you start nailing down how to make that initial offer, that thing that's unique to you, that your target audience is going to love, there's an opportunity to stack some of these other ways of making income on top of that. So let's say you're a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer. This is usually where most people start, and this is usually the number one thing people think about when they think about how can they make money in the exercise world. I'll do one-to-one -one personal training. Well, let's say you get really good at the one-to-one -one personal training and you recognize that a lot of your clients are having a lot of the same issues. Well, maybe if your clients have a lot of the same issues, you create now a private Facebook group. And now you've got these people in this group. Now, if it gets really, really great and it's really amazing, there's tons of content, there's a lot to be offered in there, maybe then for outside people, you can start charging admission to come into this group. Maybe now this group is worth $25 a month to be in because you're updating it every week with new content. Maybe people have access to you for a live Q&A. Now here's where the magic happens. You start growing this audience so much where you now have, let's say 70, 80, 90, 100 people in this group at $25 each. I mean 100 times 25, what is that? That's $2,500 extra per month where you're not doing any additional work outside of what you were doing before. So it's almost like free money, not really, but it's money that you wouldn't have been making otherwise that's taking you no additional time to create. And now that you have 100 people in your group, maybe part of your services here is you've got different products that you love. Maybe there's a particular band set that people can use when they work at home or adjustable dumbbell set or equipment that you recommend. And so when people are so enamored by what you do and they love your messaging and they 
trust you enough to start buying, creating their own gym, maybe they're happy to invest $80 in that band set. And if you send them a link, maybe you'll get a 10% commission off that. Sure, it's only $7, but all these commissions, as your group expands, gets bigger and bigger, they add up over time. Maybe then you can also upsell to getting private coaching or private programming with you. Maybe there's other stuff you want to add into addition to that. I mean, there's so many different ways you can start now stacking different ways of making money as your audience grows inside this private group. So let's kind of like start right at the base and then kind of go through each one of these 13 things. I think first and foremost, when we consider the one-on-one personal training offer, uh, we've been conditioned depending on where our environment is to only do personal training. Our training and exercise can only be done at least once a week. And if not that twice a week or three times a week, but anything that's not at least weekly sessions doesn't qualify as personal training. And you'll say, I'm sorry, I can't work with you. We need the minimum of once a week frequency. I know a lot of commercial facilities go about doing this. And honestly, it's a great way to create some limitations to teach you how to sell better. Because if you have to sell, I need to sell at least a a minimum of a $240 a month package at a $60 session, one session a week. Uh, You create that constraint where you have to push people to do something maybe that they might not be comfortable with, whether that's good or not. The interesting thing, and that's why I want to bring this up, is when you take this personal training idea, this one-on-one training, if we take it and we just extrapolate that time component and we space it out to now once every two weeks, once a month, and we move to what we like to call a consulting relationship, there's a really incredible opportunity to be an overseer for a client, be someone who oversees all of their exercise and their program. Ultimately, are they going to get the same bang for their buck as they would if they were seeing you every single week? No, you know that. But that's where we have an opportunity as a consultant to charge a bit more because that means you're going to have to do more legwork, program development, more photos of the client to send them, more instruction in an email, and it becomes the real consulting deal that you are now an exercise personal training consultant overseeing this program to make sure this type A person who doesn't want to be there every week, too busy of a schedule, or just frankly can't afford what you do They can stay within your world and stay healthy. And I think this is my absolute favorite. I have a ton of clients that see me just once a month. And the combination of weekly people, bi-weekly people, monthly people help me have a lot of clients, but also have a really full schedule. It's cool. And from there, what you can also transition into is perhaps group classes. Now, I think a lot of people think group classes, they think Zumba, uh, AquaFit, Body Pump, whatever, like 20, 30 people in a class. And it doesn't have to be that. Group classes are literally anything that's more than one person. You take two people, that's now a group. And I myself personally have a couple clients where I see them and a significant other or them and a son or them and another family member at the same time. Not like a huge group training, but two people. You could, if you want to, then offer three or four or five. And now you have an opportunity for those people that still want to work with you. Maybe they need the accountability of still coming in three days a week to get everything done, but maybe they don't have the monetary capacity to see you three times a week at your highest price point. Well, now they can come for small group training. They're getting a little bit less specific help, but they're still getting support. They're still getting the accountability. They're still getting what they need out of the offer in order to be successful. And so now we're taking a look at, okay, one-on-one personal training three days a week to seeing you a little bit often for consulting to in the group classes. Now, as we go through these different things, right, you can kind of see already which is the three things that we've talked about are kind of like the traditional three personal training coaching fitness consultant offer where you have the one-on-one training every single week, the consulting with more spacing, and then the group exercise. And one of the reasons why group exercise has become so popular 
I personally, as a technical application of it and trying to help someone's body, I'm not a gigantic personal fan of it. Because when you start dispersing your attention amongst more people, you accidentally become neglectful and you can't control the variables. You can't really account for everyone's injuries in the same way that every time you add a new person, it gets harder and harder. Glenn does a great job with two. When you get to three and four, five and 10, things start to change. But the reason why it's so popular, and in fact, gigantic companies have uh, exemplified this model to be a very effective way to make money, is you get a lot of time you get, to you get to disperse the cost amongst a lot of people. So you can have 10 people paying $25 for the class, and now we're back to the same thing that Glenn was talking about. Now you're getting $250 for the hour with a group of 10 people. It makes it easy because now you enter into the commodity sector with a lower price point, so pretty much everyone can afford your thing, and anyone who's interested in your brand can kind of and your specific result can sign up. Cost is not the issue, and you can play the numbers game. And then in fact, if you're a business owner, and this is what a lot of gym owners do, in fact, very popular group exercise business coaching programs that many of you have heard of and seen will do that. They will hire a trainer who's fresh out of school and pay them $20 an hour. Then they will have 10 people pay $25 for the class and they will pay the trainer $20, maybe even $30 for the hour, right? And then the gym owner is profiting $220 for that same hour. It seems like a fair deal for the trainer because they're making more than they would if they're working at the fast food place up the street and the gym owner is profiting near like over 80%, which is just ridiculous. That's how a lot of these group exercise models work. And then they're like, oh, well, you actually get two trainers for the price of a $25 class. And guess what? They're paying 60 bucks and pocketing $190. So you can instantly start to see from a personal training business perspective why group exercise classes may not be the most effective vehicle to make change in someone's body. And in fact, extremely risky, but why so many business owners, CrossFit, group exercise, um, uh, F45, whatever you got, so many people are doing it because the gym owner can make a ton of money doing it by diluting costs. Now, to play devil's advocate, to be objective and just put a put their caveat, is there is going to be a section of people where to them, that is a beautiful, irresistible offer. We're talking about the prospects in this case because there are demographics of people who aren't going to exercise with personal trainer, whether they have the money or not. A lot of them are just going to want to do group classes. I have a client where she works with me because she likes the one-on-one -on -one attention, but a real big impetus for her to come see me was so that she could start going back with her friends to Orange Theory at least once a week because for her, that's a huge social thing. She likes that environment. She misses it. So there is going to be a section of people where they are going to prefer doing group classes even if they have the option of one-to-one -one personal training and they can't afford it. Um, so I guess like objectively devil's advocate wise is that you just have to make sure that if that's something that you're going to be offering group classes and group training, that you're okay with the trade-offs that come along with that and that you're doing best to serve these people in whatever manner they want to be served. Yeah. And on top of that, I would throw out the idea, wrong screen, oopsie doodle, playing with a new feature as you'll hear about with my pick of the week. I mean, taking that a little bit further, um, there's an incredible opportunity to help people do that. I mean, the question I would always ask people is, as a client, and this is my own little personal bias thing is, I mean, what are your goals? And is this gonna help serve your goals the best possible? And if it does, absolutely fantastic. And if it ain't, then we gotta talk about that. But hey, when we talk about another way that a trainer can make money. Which one do you wanna tackle next year, Brandon? Selling products. Selling products. So selling products is something that you can do at honestly any stage of your career. 
because it's not like you have to have a business degree or a marketing degree or tons of exercise experience to do that, even though all those things will certainly help. Selling products is really about helping people solve a problem with a product that is not personal training or exercise or fitness directly with you putting your hands on them doing your personal training exercise thing. As I mentioned before, it could be selling bands that you think are great for at-home exercises. It could be selling dumbbells. It could be any little different thing. If you're a certified nutritionist, maybe you've got a nutritionist coaching plan that you can sell people on that they can do on their own or in tandem with you. There's any number of different things that you can do, but it's all about having add-ons to your service that are gonna help amplify what it is that you do at a price that makes sense for the person that you're trying to sell it to. So here at Strata, to be honest with you, it's not a massive money-making vehicle, but one of the things that we do carry is we carry some supplements. And the reason why is because I want to make sure that we have those available to people if they're looking to purchase them. And I also know between us, and then I'm going to be interviewing Techno Shaman in a few weeks, uh, Mr. Roland Plankovich, who you worked at uh, ATP. I know that several smart people have been working at ATP, which is the company we care, to create really, really high-quality products, and they're just the best. So I bring them in, and the gym makes a little bit of money off of that. Not a ton, but enough to make sense to have it around and also create the convenience of our clients to know, oh, they also sell supplements here, which is super cool. So it's really, really great. Um, some products are also an awesome way to do that. I mean, some people love to sell T-shirts. Now, taking this one step further, this creates the opportunity as a gym owner like myself and many of the people in our mentorship who've gone on to open a bigger place is if you have a space that is large enough, you can provide a gym membership. And depending on the size of your place, there's lots of really, really cool ways to do this. We have a 4,000 square foot spot, so it makes it easier to have a small membership that we offer just to our training clients. That does create a passive revenue stream for the business to help support costs. Uh, I mean, quite candidly, uh, training revenue fluctuates. I mean, you can have a really, really solid, incredible team, but then the summer comes, vacation comes in, and so the membership just creates a buffer of comfort to make sure that I'm not stressing about covering leases and making sure I'm taking anything that away from any other resources that I want, which is great. Now, say you have an 800 or 1,000 square foot spot, or you've perhaps converted a garage into a fitness center. You can still do this. All you need to do is put some software in place to schedule workouts so you can have one member in at a time. I know people who have some very small gyms that manage to make a small membership work where they charge $60 to 10 people and they get an extra $600 of revenue that helps to cover their expenses in a very small spot which is really, really, really incredible. Really simple way, if you have the space, use it. Now this is gonna be an important thing to think about when it comes to selling products, having a gym membership program, and the next thing we're gonna talk about, which is having other personal trainers rent out of your space, you have to consider culture. Because here is the thing, is that your brand is essentially your reputation. One of the reasons Strand's lead gen machine for our personal training clients is so amazing is because Brandon and the rest of the team here, and I suppose myself now for the past about two years, have worked hard to create a certain culture to make people feel comfortable here. We know who our ideal target audience is. We play music that they like. We dress and talk to them in a way that they feel respected. We keep out the riffraff. And when I say keep out the riffraff, I mean we are considered about who we take on as clients, who gets memberships here, and the products we sell because we don't want them, and this is key, to tarnish our good name. If you've got a great one-on-one -on -one personal training service and you've got a great brand and you start doing memberships, running your space with the personal trainers selling products, you better make sure that all of those people that you're getting into business with, 
that they are going to be in line with your brand. You don't want to have a premium brand then invest in a crappy product that's going to break, that's going to tarnish your brand. You don't want to take on personal trainers into your business that work underneath you if they're not going to be up to code with the way you run your business with your morals, your ethics, and the rest of the things that come with the optics and working with clients. Same thing across the board. Anytime you are going to be intertwining your business with anyone else where it's now your reputation and the reputation mixing together, you have to make sure you're aligned and going in the same direction. And you can't be afraid to cut those relationships if it's going to tarnish your brand. Real quick story. Starbucks used to make millions and millions and millions of dollars a year selling cheese sandwiches inside of their, uh, inside their coffee shops. Millions of dollars a year. They got rid of them. Do you want to know why they got rid of them, Brandon? The smell? The smell. Because Starbucks, part of their brand was that amazing fresh coffee smell. Every time you walked in there, you smelt that coffee outside of Starbucks and you knew Starbucks was where that came from. And Starbucks wanted to maintain that image, maintain that brand, maintain that consistency. So despite making millions of dollars a year from cheese sandwiches, they got rid of them because they knew that in the long term it was going to hurt their brand. Don't intertwine yourself with people that are going to hurt your brand. It's going to kick you in the pants later on. Cut it when you need to. Is, is it durian? That's that smelly fruit? I have no idea. Oh, well, never mind. Jackfruit, maybe? Jackfruit. Dragon well, that's where they stopped selling. No, dragon fruit know. doesn't smell bad. It smells <laughs> so, no smells so I, good. I, I could have even made that fruit up. I got no idea. I was going to make a bad Abercrombie and Finch joke, but that's fine. We'll no, all that absolutely matters. And so, I mean, I will throw this out there very quickly. Um, Charles Poliquin. Everyone knows Charles Poliquin. Everyone has heard of him. Uh, really in interesting if you said, hey, what is Charles Poliquin well known for? Well, some of you might say educators. And then some of you, if you were part of the T Nation era, like I have, was and Glenn was and many of us were, uh, Charles Poliquin was known for working with Olympic athletes. He was really good at working with Olympic athletes. Have many of you heard this? Well, he did this interesting thing where at a certain point in his career, he said, I'm only going to work with Olympic athletes. So he created this really strict limitation that he was only working with Olympic athletes. And at some point, I'm sure he was only working with a couple. But because he was the Olympic athlete or professional athlete guy, professional athletes only started working with him. And he started getting success with some, not all, but some of those professional athletes. And then those professional athletes would look over at everyone and say, you got to come see Charles Poliquin. He's the man. It's absolutely fantastic, right? And so what would happen is Charles Poliquin would get notoriety and create a culture of knowing that professional athletes are around him at all times and he's doing great things with them. And if you want to be in a place with other professional athletes who are working on improving their fitness, you go hang around him. His reputation and brand and culture perpetuated so far that people just started recognizing him for that. We have tried to embody that here. It's the reason why Strata has a gym membership and it is not open. It's the reason why we consistently are providing a higher quality service we are charging more. The half the team here is charging over $100 an hour in a small suburban town and getting it full-time schedules. And as such, who can afford over $100 an hour weekly services? Well, people who have that kind of money. And truth is, most people who have that kind of money have worked hard for it, put the energy in, are committed people. They understand that there's a process and you have to be logical and rational with how you do things to move forward. And as such, most of our members are people that are like that too. So what ends up happening is now we have this Olympic high-level professional athlete style status, which is not necessarily that is really around people who can afford to come here, have aches and pains and problems. And then if they're struggling, this is the place where they come to get their fitness solutions. And that culture consistently grows, which means that over the last seven years, the notoriety that we have and the reputation is consistently getting referrals to people who are already vetted in that process because people like me go to places like this. 
The reason why I bring this all up is, is there are so many different ways to provide services, but the truth is you have to be tactful with how you go about creating them and who, quote unquote, you invite in because you will get more people like them over time. We do not have many sketchy people that come here anymore. Even our gym members are people who are consistent and committed and don't complain about the price when we raise it. So, fun fact, but just think about that. Like Mark Magna says, culture is everything. 100%. And so this is going to kind of lead into our next two. One is running an in-house private community. And then one is having exclusive online community or product. And openly, if you're watching this right now or you're considering the FPM mentorship, that's what it is. Is a private online community and product where you get to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach and be a part of group calls, these masterminds, so that you can learn how to two and three times your in-person personal training business. And we talk about pretty much all this stuff inside of our mentorship to help people grow, make more money, and essentially have the dream career that they want. The distinguishing feature between the two, the in-house private community with your current clients that's more brick and mortar and the online is really just the medium. If you're gonna be doing it in person, you're probably looking to have in-person events, you're looking to host in-person um, group meetings, all that, kind of, all that kind of stuff, in-person exercise sessions, what have you. The only difference is now how do we leverage all the technology we have available to do the online bit. Now openly, the online is a really, really great medium because the world is now your oyster. Because of the advent of technology, social media, and the internet, you can now create a, a platform and use things like Kajabi, which is an online teaching platform. You can use YouTube as a marketing lead gen tool. You can use Facebook as a place to house your community. You can have all these different ways to have all these people congregate online, and all of a sudden, instead of being limited to maybe the 200 or 300,000 people that are in your locale, maybe less if you're in a smaller town or much more if you're in a big city, but you are now be able to expand out to the, what, eight or nine billion people globally through technology. So it is much better to be able to double down on the global thing, get, a, get familiar with technology, how to use it, all that kind of stuff. There's a learning curve, but like with anything else, with higher learning curves come more lucrative opportunities to make more income and ultimately, honestly, affect more lives and have the dream career that you want to have. What I will say is up to this point, the one-on-one -on -one personal training, moving into consulting, group classes, selling products, all that kind of stuff, all that feeds into learning the skills, both technical, technological, marketing business, all that kind of stuff that allow you to essentially create an online product and an online community. If you can re get really good at all the other stuff, you're gonna be okay and flourish doing the online thing because you're gonna have all the skills that you need. You just have to learn to repackage the information you know into easily to digest ways for your ideal target audience. It's really that straightforward and simple. Very simple. So um, we've got a lot of different things, right? We've talked about online communities. We've talked about different service providing. Uh, I think what I wanna talk about, let's talk about one more thing and then there's some stuff here that Glenn's got some strengths at that I'm excited about. Uh, you could if you want, if you're an obsessed and in love with fitness, one really, really great way to start making money fast, and in fact, you can come here and I'll do this for you, uh, I do this with the guys here, is that you could sell for on behalf of somebody else. So you go to a big gym, you go to a place where they have an influx of clients, and if you sell someone a package, you could get commission based off of that, which is a really popular way. I know several trainers over the years that got into the career by learning how to sell, doing a ton of it, selling on behalf of other people, making money from that, and then moving into training because they'd figured out the sales skills and they were able to pull people in for themselves. So truth is, as a trainer, if you want, you can choose to work for somebody else selling 
and making money that way. But I think one thing we should do is Glenn has been spending a lot of time in the YouTube world. And there's some interesting ways that you can use YouTube to help monetize your world, your content, your brand. And I'd love to hear you talk about it. So I'm going to try to make this as simple and sweet as I can because there's so much in here. Um, I started creating, just for a separate fun business, a YouTube channel. Honestly, totally different than fitness. It was more about reacting to movies and television shows online to learn a bit more about YouTube, to see how this whole system, ecosystem worked because this is now what people are starting to spend more and more time on. Maybe not so much 40 and 50 year olds, even though it's growing in popularity there, but certainly younger generations as, as young as 30 our age are spending more and more time on YouTube. And this is going to be where in the future a lot more people go to learn information and to spend time. Less and less people are watching TV shows and streaming and they're spending more time watching stuff on YouTube. And so YouTube is Honestly, a great way to think about it is a natural extension of having your online community and products you can sell. It's almost like having your own television station that people tune into and they learn about. And you can sell ads on that space, but I'll be open and honest, that's really not the only thing you can use it for. It's really great for that. Um, but the thing that YouTube has taught me more than anything else is how to speak on camera really, really well, how to capture people's attention really well using graphics and thumbnails, and how to keep their attention. And that's going to be pivotal anytime you do anything, whether you're working on an online membership and you're going to be doing Q&As or creating live masterclasses and videos. You want to make sure they're enticing, speak to your ideal target audience. And YouTube, it's ruthless. Because if people don't like your content and they're clicking off, well, guess what? You have all that data. You have all those analytics. I can see in every single video I create, some of them have had up to 40,000 views. I can see when people left, when people went back and watched something, when people dropped off, if people stuck around, what they liked, what they didn't like. And I can analyze all that information, create better and better content. And so there are a ton of different ways to bring us back to what we are talking about to monetize this. You can go through Google AdSense, which is if you have great content and people watch, people will buy ads on your videos that'll pop up every so often and you can make money off that. If you garner a big enough following and you can recommend products, right? This is a huge thing for a lot of people. If you have 12,000 people that follow you and let's just say, uh, let's say 10,000, of those 10,000 people, only 5%, 500 end up buying something. Well, if you get a $10 commission off that, that's going to end up being what, $5,000, if I'm not mistaken, if my math is correct. Really, really easy money in your pocket over time for essentially doing nothing other than creating that video and having that link set up. You can do brand deals where brands will pay you to do a 10-second ad and give you $500 to do that in a single video. There are so many different ways you can monetize this and leverage this to get people into private Facebook communities, leveraging that. I mean, we are looking at how can we start using YouTube to get more people watching FPM so that more people come into our private Facebook group and ultimately come into our coaching program. There's so many different avenues you can use. YouTube is just where the eyeballs are. And one of the things that we talk about, and this is huge, is if you want to have more people inside uh, your business, you want to do more one-on-one -on -one coaching, more consulting, grow your gym membership, whatever that is, you have to get more eyeballs on you. And if you get more eyeballs on you by getting really good at where eyeballs are at, which is going to be YouTube, it's going to be a great way to put more money in your pocket. And this really covers public speaking, monetizing a YouTube channel, doing affiliate marketing, brand deals, all that stuff comes down to this thing. You know, it's interesting. So I have a YouTube channel for my drum stuff. I haven't pushed too hard. I've been push posting a little bit more recently and I'm excited to learn from Glenn a little bit more on how I can start to monetize that because I've got about 4,000 people subscribed to my little channel, which is super cool. Um, but one thing that's happened with the, speaking of brand deals, uh, I have a, the drum channels all around drum set ergonomics and health for drummers. And it's a popular topic because not many people talk about what we talk about to drummers. 
What's happened though, is I've had a lot of people, I've had about like probably 10 to 15 different companies I can think of offer me um, affiliate marketing where they're like, hey, if you speak about our product, we'll give you some commission. And I've said no to all of them only because none of them are products that I endorse. <laughs> they're all, they create some really interesting, it's like, so you have these interesting things that will pop up where people will offer you things and you could say yes to them, even though you may not necessarily believe it and turn it into a business opportunity. But I think it's also a really cool way to also show integrity to find things and products that resonate with your brand and company. So as you grow, that might pop up, which is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, and ultimately at the end of the day, guys, I will say this before we go any further, you have to put the time and work in. I mean, none of this stuff is gonna be instantaneous. You have to get really good at some of this stuff before it starts paying dividends. And openly, I think that's what made FPM so successful is Brandon put so much time into marketing and learning business that he was able to grow FPM. And I'm coaching that program and I consult with a lot of our students and now I've gotten really good at that and to the point where I can now start leveraging things that I've learned from Brandon and start creating some of this stuff if I want to. And that's some of the things that I'm working on right now myself. And so you have to really put the time in and action some things and it's gonna take some time. But let me tell you something, you get really good and you put four or five good years into this, the world is your oyster. It's insane. So I wanna talk about one last thing that uh, Glenn put up here and I'm not gonna steal it, but cause it's something steal that's it. turned it, I'm stealing steal Public it. speaking. Yeah, please. Um, and so this has been a really interesting thing that's popped up for me over the last little while. Glenn a little bit as well too with the CPTN stuff. But since we've been doing so much of this content, we've been doing so much education. Um, I've got the post-activation potentiation content, the Fitness Pro Mentorship and Leaders Mastermind, all of which have created some really cool opportunities to now get compensated to public speak on behalf of different companies and our company, I should say rather, which I'm really, really honored by. I mean, next year I get an opportunity to travel internationally to go speak and I'm getting paid for that. Uh, we got the CPTN opportunity and then hopefully a few other ones. I got a big one I'm trying to push to see if I can make happen. It's not easy to get into the public, speak, public speaking space, but the truth is if you decide that's something you want to do, there is one simple thing you can do. Niche down. You need to have an expertise because truth is there is no shortage of well-spoken people getting in front of a microphone and saying stuff right now. There's, there's a ton, even right now. Look, there's the two of us on camera and you're stuck watching us, right? How, how easy is it to invest in some microphones and start talking in front of people? But if you have a specific niche market and a message and you are the expert at it, you can absolutely crush it. There are people talking about gyms and how to scale in-person gyms, people talking about how to scale in-person group exercise. Not many people are talking about how to scale one-on-one -on -one personal training like we are, and that's given me the opportunity to get around a little bit more. And even as such, create an opportunity for Glenn, and there was also an offer for Taylor to speak in front of people because the topics we're talking about, no one's talking about for one-on-one -on -one trainers. So that is a revenue opportunity that you could look into, and first and foremost, you have to have a medium, so direction where you can go to do that, and a specific niche, because if you don't have a niche and you're not standing out with something that's unique, no one's gonna ask you to speak on it. So just be the best that you can be. Actually, an opportunity just yesterday to potentially talk about some drum stuff because no, I'm not. I'm an okay drummer, but I'm not a pro drummer. And there's an opportunity to talk about drum set ergonomics because no one's talking about that stuff. Niching down. So make sure you have a niche market and you become the expert at it, and you can absolutely crush it. Absolutely, Brandon. This is a great time for you to tell everyone what your pick of the week is. I want to talk about one more thing before we do that super okay. quick. One thing. Um, we talked about 13 different ideas here. There's one that I would say is an extremely important one to talk about, and it's the people rent from you thing. And we touched on it, and I think I, I, there was a point I wanted to bring up with it, but I want to double back to it. Um, if you have a gym and you have a space and you want to make more money, 
you can definitely bring on a training team. And I think there's a really, there's two ways you can go about doing it. You can build a team of people who are speaking the same language as you, which is what we've done. That's where like, Glenn is not me, but Glenn speaks the same strata language. And so does Taylor and so does Chris and so does Eric. And so does really everyone here, Lucy, like the entire team speaks the same language. That helps a ton. What a lot of people tend to do, and it's the lowest hanging fruit, is they go, I'm going to hire a trainer to rent from me. So Glenn, you can pay me a thousand bucks a month to be in here. You do your thing and I get a consistent thousand dollars or whatever it is. And that seems like a good deal. I'm not going to give you any leads. It's just going to be you doing your thing. What ends up happening is it's a lose-lose for everybody because one, it is a commodity trade for Glenn or whoever the trainer is, and he can go, okay, I'm getting a thousand dollars here. I maybe I can get 950 at the place up here, and it's just a shifting around of their business. So Glenn is 100% dependent. He has to create his own business, do his own marketing stuff, and build that vehicle, and then find the cheapest place to rent if that's important to him to do that. And truth is, when you start doing that, you guys can imagine it starts to get really, really messy, really, really quick. As the gym owner, what ends up happening, which is a huge problem, is that you get no inertia forward with your messaging, right? If I have this messaging of helping people move and exercise pain-free, want to have high-quality lives, I want all the grandparents to live as long as they possibly can, and I got a CrossFit guy that comes in here and he's talking bar bells around, the messaging and the culture inside the facility is confusing because those two things don't line up. So you can absolutely have someone rent space from you. And funny thing, I've seen so many businesses like I'm going to hire a massage therapist and rent space from me, a chiro, a physio, an AT, another trainer. And the truth is the entire business just gets so diluted because it's so mixed up that they're not going a direction. They're going no direction. And so that just gets absolutely messy very quickly. Uh, on a quick side note, someone just uh, commented, I'm just here for Glenn's new haircut. So Thank there you. we go. I wonder who commented that. We'll find it afterwards. I'm we will sure. find out who that is. So very quickly, um, let's move on to pick of the week. Glenn, what is your pick of the week? Oh, pick of the week. So my pick of the week is a very cool YouTube app called TubeBuddy. Um, hear me out because I think this could actually be amazing if you have a YouTube channel um, or if you don't. And, and here's why. One of the cool features uh, that TubeBuddy has is something called a Keyword Explorer. And so what you can do is you can actually see when you type in keywords like uh, exercise to help with muscle pain or best exercises for knee pain or top fat loss nutrition foods, you can actually get an idea of how popular some of these topics are because you can actually see how many searches a month people are doing on that on both Google and YouTube. You can actually see what other people are doing in terms of thumbnails. You can get a really good idea of how popular is this topic. And then you can get an idea if you are on YouTube, whether you're gonna be able to break into that market well or not based on how well people are optimizing their, their, uh, their thumbnails and keywords for that particular topic. Um, you can take a look at it versus if it was just you not comparing yourself to any other channels. It's actually a fantastic tool just to really get an idea of how popular is this thing and should I be doing uh, content on it? Because I know for a lot of people, if they're newer to the social media marketing game, they're not really sure what they should be doing and covering in terms of content. It also gives you a really great idea of if you're doing thumbnails for a lot of your content, which you should be, by the way, because that makes things much more clickable and gets you a lot more views. Gives you an idea of what kind of stuff works and what kind of stuff doesn't. So if you have YouTube and it's something you've been experiencing, you're thinking about trying, absolute must for something like $20 a month, you have to get TubeBuddy. If you're just new to the social media content game, honestly, having a YouTube channel is not a bad place to go to house all the content that you create. 
even though we don't work on it uh, particularly for Strata, we do still have a Strata YouTube channel where we do host videos that we want to share with people or that we want to send out into the world. Um, and it's a really great, easy add-on tool. So I've been using it. It's been killer for helping me grow my other YouTube channel. I, I got monetized in like something like five months. I had 2,000 people following me. Some of my videos got up to 4,000 views. My average was about 3,000. But being able to use this tool and see what works and what doesn't. So if you're in the YouTube world, you have to get TubeBuddy. It's amazing. And even if you're just getting uh, new to the world and new to social media, it's going to help to have a YouTube channel. And this would be a nice investment for $20 a month as well. Beautiful. Yeah. My pick of the week. Many of you have heard Glenn and I, both of us at different times, talk about this little device here called the Stream Deck. And if you're not watching the video, Stream Deck is a really, really incredible tool to help connect if you're doing streams and really all computer operations as shortcuts to little micro switches to help you initiate things by pushing one button, having scene changes. Uh, if you're watching, one thing that you may notice very quickly is if you look at my hands, uh, hands free. And so one of the things that I bought that I'm really excited about, it was, it was pretty inexpensive for what it does and how much it changes things, is Elgato has the stream pedal, which is what you're seeing right now if you're watching and if you're not. Uh, it's a pedal on the ground that has a bunch of shortcuts connected to it and you can program it to do anything. Uh, I'm a gigantic fan of it because quite frankly, being able to quickly switch between scenes, if you're watching the video right now, with my foot and not using my hands at all, it's a really, really seam seamless visual experience and as we continue with this, although if you're watching, you may notice they made two little mistakes, but first time, I'm okay with it. Um, it creates a cool opportunity to give it a much more seamless uh, TV show style experience as if someone is on the sidelines doing cuts for us from scene to scene. So it's the Elgato Stream Pedal. It's about a hundred bucks. I would not have bought it if we weren't doing this show, but I will say I'm using it for the mentorship in this, and it's just really, really cool. I even recommended it to a few drummers because if they're doing streams, it's a really, really easy way to smash their foot on the ground to go live or stop. So Elgato Stream Pedal, YouTube app. It's interesting because we were talking about um, affiliate marketing and perhaps selling stuff. You will notice if you've watched the show consistently, we talk about Elgato a fair bit. Brandon's got the stream deck. I've got a stream deck. Brandon's got the foot pedal. I've got a cam link for uh, my thing. I'm sure you've got a cam link as I well, do. which allows you to take your camera and use it as a, as a webcam. We love Elgato stuff. We actually have a green screen. You can't see it behind us here, but there's actually a green screen back there, which Ben and I are going to be using to take some photos tomorrow for uh, Strata and for our marketing stuff and for FPM. So honestly, we love Elgato. Yeah, can't complain. Yeah. Hey, everyone, listen. So this was 13 ways to make more money as a personal trainer. Um, ultimately, all these different ideas, depending on where you are in your business, some are more applicable than others. I would encourage you, though, if you are not making enough money as a one-on-one -on -one trainer right now, and you don't have the conviction that you could go out tomorrow and create some opportunities to generate more clients, uh, consider our mentorship because it's 100% all around that. Shameless plug, but I will tell you, you don't have to look very hard to see social proof of people who are absolutely crushing it by doing things that they never have done before. Uh, we got one guy who owns a gym and he increased his revenue so much that he was able to increase his take-home profits in one month by 20%, which is just absolutely insane with a huge team of trainers and navigating that, and it's just the beginning. So at the end of the day, if you don't have conviction that you could build your business, give us a call. Let us know. I'd love to donate some of my time for free. And I'm sure Glenn would too, depending on if you like that haircut or the balding cut, whatever that may be. And we will help you grow your business. And please, at the same time, just keep making it rain. The nice thing about being an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want and absolutely crush it. So everyone, this is the Minds on Muscle Show. Brandon Green, Glenn Owen. Owen. 
Fitness Pro Mentors. Please check us out, give us a review, and tell people about this because we got some incredible interviews coming up, incredible show content. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Happy birthday, Hayden. Take care, everybody.